Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Absolutely bonkers set of match weeks in the sense that they split match week 18 into two midweek sets of games on either side of match week 19, which it was, was weird that and happened. it's <laughs> And honestly, it was a headache because there was also FA Cup games that I don't even want to get into that were happening yeah. amongst all of that. Yeah, it was a anyway, mess. It was a mess. Um, That's fine. But <laughs> any results worth noting? Not really from midweek, the, from the first set of midweek games. Nothing really. Well, Tottenham tied Fulham. I suppose the Tottenham drop points. That's oh, and Sheffield noting. won a game. Sheffield won. Sheffield did finally that's, win a game. That's a good game. Good for that's, Sheffield. Yes. <laughs> Just for like whatever reasons. Um, yeah, man, you made up uh, their game in hand or one of their games in hand. I should speak to the Arsenal Crystal Palace game. It was sure. boring. Not much to say about that. City won as well. They're right above us. Um, City, City won. Phil Foden again. Continues. He continues to just prove me right. Honestly, he's going to have to show up in the next couple of weeks, in my opinion. I 100% agree. Um, let's see. Games from the weekend, match day 19. West Brom beat Wolves. Brighton beat Leeds. Leicester beat Southampton. Liverpool Man U part one. Part one. one of the most... <laughs> was one of the most boring games I have so seen. so boring. Good Lord, was that a boring game. And I was like, kind of, I was like, I was like having, I was texting you about it. I was having a hard time leading up to it. Cause I was like, I, it goes firmly against everything in my being to root for either of those teams. Even in the sense of, I just want their <laughs> other team to lose more. And so it was just, it was like, a, I wanted, I said, I want a zero, zero yeah, tie. Yeah, we did want a zero, zero tie. So maybe we and spoke I got into my zero, existence. zero tie. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I made that happen. I'm not mad about it. It was a very, was very boring, boring game. though. Nothing happened. Um, Man City Crystal Palace, John Stone scored two goals. Were they off set pieces? They must have been. I really they, hope they were actually. They were off, so they were offset pieces, but not like immediately off. It was one of those like not immediately off the set piece. Oh, like it's like the, it, yeah. the corner kick and then it like bopped around a bit. Um, and then Arsenal won. Arsenal but then, won. Yeah. There's but then we to go to the, that. not a whole bunch to say until we get to the second set of midweek games. But this then is still match day 18. It's still match day 18. After but match it's day the 19. second set of mid, the second half of the match day eighteen <sighs> games. Um, Leicester beat Chelsea. Um, I don't remember Chelsea, that game either. We're going to talk more about Chelsea in a second, but Leicester beat Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Um, City beat Aston Villa. Now I have a I have a bone to pick with Jack Gray, Jack Graylish because here's <laughs> the thing. Wasn't it the last episode I that of, we were just kind of complimenting yeah, him, but not complimenting last him? time I was kind of like <laughs> adopting him into the city of my heart. Philadelphia and I was like you know what he's a Philly guy I can respect it and then he goes ahead and injures and he, Kevin De Bruyne <laughs> well he injured Kevin uh Kyle Walker first but we all know oh. how we I've gone over how I feel about Kyle Walker <laughs> before on this thing we don't need to get into that again but then which is you know annoying but fine we have people to play outside backs 
And then he has to go hurt Kevin DeBorna. And it's a good thing we're recording today and not a few days ago because it's taken me a little while to sort of grieve, I suppose, (laughs) is the way to put it. Didn't you say Um, to me that like you were like, oh, if like Kevin DeBorna gets injured, like I'm going to be so pissed. I feel like you texted me that at some point. I did. <laughs> and then he went off injured and I went, if he's really hurt, I'm going to have, I might have to just hop on a plane and throw hands with Jack Grayish. I would not win that fight, but I would try. You literally named the last episode about him. Like that was how I, like, how I know, you were I know. on him last week or whatever he, we recorded. He has betrayed me. There's was no it, other way to put I it. I actually didn't see it. Was it like, I mean, he's was, not like trying to injure him, but it's a foul and it's a late foul and okay. it's not kind. <laughs> like he's not like trying to injure him, but he is trying to take him out. Like, but at least, yeah, uh, yeah but that's part of the game. I mean, it sucks. You okay, but do you know who City has to play in the next four to six weeks? A lot of hard teams, probably. Tottenham, <laughs> Liverpool, Arsenal. Oh, hell and yeah. the first round and the first round of the next round of the Champions League. Oh, so, who are they even playing in that? God, Champions League has gone out my... Yeah, we'll talk more about that when we brain. get to it. But I'm... And, and like, here's the thing. It's not even that I'm, like, I don't think... Like, City's t- team isn't even all Kev, right, this year. Like, it's not but all But he's the defining factor in my mind. But he's been captaining a lot, which is one thing. Um, and he sort of holds it together in the middle, particularly because we have a lot of guys playing out of what their traditional positions are. You've got Foden and Foden playing on wings. We've got non-traditional forwards playing as a striker, you know, et cetera. And I mean, honestly, Gundogan has been playing really well lately. So I expect to see him and Rodri continue to be, I expect to see either Bernardo Silva and or Phil Foden at any given time slotted into the De Bruyne position. I mean, it's not that Bernardo Silva and Phil Foden aren't world-class players that can, you know, serve that role well. It's just, I love Kev. But they also aren't Kevin De Bruyne. Like, they're both very good, but in my sure, opinion, but like, Kevin no, no, De Bruyne no. is a step up. As, like, you're as, my, as my dad put it, uh, they are not arguably the best player in the world right now. Right. I, I would agree. I'm I'm not saying I'm to everyone who's about to jump up. I'm not saying Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the world right now, but you could make an argument for it. Yeah, you could. I would agree with that. I honestly haven't really thought about that question in a while. But besides me neither. Point, but that's besides um, the point. Honestly, um, that's, though, even with him out, they probably you probably will still be able to beat. Well, hypothetically, would still be able to beat those three teams that you had said earlier. Sure. I'm not, like, lamenting, like, oh, we're going to get beat the crap out of now, like, blah, 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 blah. Because Liverpool then went on on Thursday to lose to Burnley. Burnley. (laughs) Now, I will say, now, I will say before the Liverpool fans, because I'm sure they've been all been saying the same thing, that it was a soft penalty and blah, 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 blah. Yes, it was a soft penalty. But. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> but but if you are Liverpool, right? You're Liverpool. You're you're all you Liverpool fans, you think they're you're the greatest team in Europe, right? That's what they think. If you are the greatest team in Europe, a soft penalty call 
against you while playing Burnley should not cannot matter. decide the game. Exactly. It should not just de- it cannot decide the game. If you're the best team in Europe, it cannot decide a game. This game because should you should happen. because you should have scored seven goals before then. Like you shouldn't the yeah. game shouldn't be zero zero in the 83rd minute. In the 83rd minute. There's no reason. So soft call like yes, it's a soft call. Totally is. You, if your team is in a position where a soft call decides a game against a team like Burnley, there's a bigger problem, right? Yes. Like the, there's the problem is bigger than a soft call because you everyone gets a soft call called against them at times. It happens. I know Liverpool fans like to spout that there's like a conspiracy referee conspiracy against it. There's clearly a bigger problem, right? Because a single call against like. It's just, it can't be. If you're going to be the best team in Europe, that it can't be. It can't be, be happening. It can't. And I'll be interested to see how they bounce back. Because... Um, partic- yeah, particularly, is there any other results from that the match week that are it. worth talking about? Yeah, not really. Moving on to the Liverpool United FA Cup game. Yeah, a lot less of a boring game. <laughs> yeah, compared to the game that they had over the weekend. They basically um, went, um, I know we bored you all to sleep in the last game, but here we'll score seven goals to make up for it. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> The Liverpool forwards finally um, got it going a little bit again, but um, wasn't enough. It was not enough. Not enough. I mean, I, I haven't been watching a ton of United play. However, they're definitely on the upswing. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Funnily, as we were talking about earlier in the season, like they were so spotty and like, you didn't know which team you were going to find. I feel like yeah. they've kind of hit their groove a little and I'll be interested yeah, to I see agree. if they can keep that going through February. Yeah. It will see how, how much they can sustain that, particularly when we get into things like the next round of the champions league and stuff like that. They're in Although the Europa I, league. Oh, just shit. Yeah. <laughs> they are in the Europa league. I know that because they lost and got yeah. out of the Champions League when they were in that really bad run of four. Right, right, right. You're right about that. You're right about that. You're right about that. Um, but speaking of non-league play um, and the Liverpool Man U game um, part two, uh, Liverpool has an astoundingly bad record in the FA Cup, um, I, which I hadn't really realized, but they have not made it past like fourth round, fifth round in like a while. I know that like um, last year that was due to Klopp playing like yeah, U18 so players, but I, I don't know about the whole other thing. That sort of leads me to think that it's not something that Klopp is prioritizes yeah. at all, which um, I guess isn't a bad thing, but like, I mean, the pool's never going to win a treble. <laughs> like, That's true. But, I don't know. I was having that same question because Arsenal played Southampton and they played mm-hmm. like, well, they're scrubs as in anyone over the age of like 25 currently on our team. Yeah. <laughs> Just how we are. But like Arteta almost didn't even sub in like our young guys, even at the end, which mm-hmm. almost was, and we, lo- we lost to Southampton. It was kind of a boring game, but clearly he was prioritizing the fact that we play Southampton in the Premier League this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, so City... City was playing a third or fourth tier team. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't watch the whole game because I expected it to be a blowout. It wasn't a blowout. Um, but City as well also played a lot of 
of the young academy guys and stuff like that of course phil foden had to come in and save the day but yeah. um because we actually went down 1-0 but then came back and won three to one it was a little nervy there for a second but um I think that's always like what up. the fa cup is is like yeah yeah throw the, everyone out there and then have your good guys come in at the end to win it yeah i mean i mean foden played i think most of if not all of the game um yeah but but it's interesting Regardless, to see point being yeah. fa cup is i always think fa cup is kind of fun um i love just it because you occasionally get these third or fourth tier teams that are just really coming out there they really take it to some of the big guys and even though they usually end up losing occasionally you get some upsets they're fun it's you know the tottenham played i think in the last round tottenham played like this minuscule club or whatever and there was like yeah, all yeah, these yeah. fun things going around crazy. about it and it was like yeah, was so a- much fun that like everyone was so excited and like next to the pitch yeah, yeah. like someone was watching the game from like their porch like their that front was, yard like, yeah, 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 yeah yeah and i was like yeah, this yeah. is like that's in my mind that's, that's why the, the fa cup and i love yeah, that's that why the fa, that FA yeah. cup is fun yeah so that just makes me kind of like hem and haw and like want to give shit to liverpool for not giving a shit about the fa cup like oh you think you're too good for that like you know what i mean like i know it's not <laughs> that but like it's not that but i like that fa cup also it's like the only trophy arsenal's won in the past 10 years so also have to like that <laughs> Won't be yeah. doing it this year. Anyway, um, that's the FA Cup. Don't think there's much else to talk about that. Arsenal. Tell me tell me about how you feel about Odegaard. Honestly, I don't really know anything. Like, I didn't, I like paid attention to him however many years ago that was when everyone was talking all about him when he went to Real Madrid when he was like 16. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he never met those expectations really of being like this. Maybe he never played a lot, whatever. And then he like I went on loan feel... other places. And apparently he's been playing very well at Real Sociedad. And okay, again, so the I thing is much attention. He is um oh god, he's younger than us. He's 22. I know. I know. I did, I I already did this. I'm aware of that. However, so I do think that like so I think that obviously you know about more about the, the tactical workings of Arsenal than I do, but yes. I feel like he could be helpful. He's that's, a, like, well, so I think that we need depth and that's what he allows us in that like kind of number so 10 I role. Think, I feel like he slides potentially slides into your starting 11 out of like experience I know he's only 22 but like the problem is you've got a you've got a whole bunch of teenagers running around like those teenagers are doing oh, okay the problem he they, plays the same position as Emil S- Smith Rowe and at this point you don't take him off the pitch okay but opinion. do you but can you convert a formation to put them both on the field at the same time? Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I'm not sure what Arteta will do. A lot of people have been talking about Odegaard being like the substitute for Smith Rowe so that he doesn't have to play like that FA Cup game against Southampton and then play like right now he's kind of our key player in that position. I feel like that, like using him that way is a waste of Odegaard. So I like, agree. I think that Arteta is going to have to play around with, because you have, you have Smithrow, Saka, Lacazette, Aubameyang, or normally you're like your four who are your like. front four, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then our midfield is Partey, Ceballos, Shaka. Like, maybe. Like, who knows, honestly, because it's been such a mess. But I think he could play around. I feel like you've got to be able to – you've got to be able to slide Odegaard in there somewhere. I just I think, think that you could change the – You could change it so change that – Change the formation, figure it out. To. Like, I just think that he's too quality of a player – to be relegated to your FA Cup squad. You know what I mean? And I agree with you. I think that the question is, I don't think that people know, and I don't really know how Arteta is going to do it. Yeah. Because you don't want to lose Smith Rowe at this point. He's your best. Right. Well, him and Saka are, are, are your best players. Are two yeah. best players and they connect perfectly together. So I think it's going to be also a little bit of a question of how he clicks with everyone within the system. But I do think, He's creative and we need that in the center of the center of the pitch. Um, yeah. And he provides us youthful legs, which is always a good thing to have. So honestly, I'm going to be happy. I really hope he plays well and somehow a deal can be worked out in the summer that we can keep him. Last real big news which made me really glad we didn't record yesterday and yeah of woke today. up to this really big news frank lampard was fired yeah this Thought. is kind of funny because i feel like we talked about we didn't talk about it on the podcast but i feel like we talked about it like a few days yeah, we did. ago and we talked about it like early last week i feel like yeah oh no i had seen i had seen rumors about yeah chelsea thinking about firing him if they didn't win a game and then they lost and I and, was saying how I thought that given his you know legacy and history with the club that they would give him through the end of the season yeah. um turns out I was wrong yeah <laughs> and you were right um I wasn't necessarily like glad like I don't know it'll it was funny because their owner or whoever did it, I don't know what his position was, was, was like, we treat everyone the same, like, even though he was a player, like, we're not. Yeah. No, but- I don't think that it was necessarily a bad decision. Like, clearly it wasn't working. And yeah. clearly they, he couldn't, wasn't the kind of manager that could, for example, get the best out of Timo Werner. or. Exactly you know, or, and figure out the system to best suit the guys who were playing well, or, you know, whatnot. So I'm, I don't think it can get any worse for Chelsea. Yeah, I I, I don't Um, think it's a bad And I heard, and I heard they're bringing in uh, Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, so a lot of people, a lot of people are talking about how he, his history with Christian Pulisic. um, Yeah. Played under him at Dortmund. And I believe it was him actually who pulled uh, Pulisic up to the first team. Well, it would make sense if they got him. Um, he's also worked with Thiago Silva at PSG, so I feel like I feel like he's the he's like the obvious option, and I would say the best option. I don't really know what other coaches are out there right now, but yeah. So, so I, yeah, he is obviously, I mean, to my knowledge, the biggest name out there right now who doesn't have a job or yeah. among the biggest names um, or definitely, definitely among the biggest names. Um, I think the, the only big name I can think of off the top of my head that doesn't have a job right now, but um, 
regardless, I think that it's definitely a appointment that has potential for Chelsea. I think that also, I think I know that both Werner and Havertz didn't play under him, but he did, you know, have an extensive history in Germany, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is German, but like he coached a lot in Germany and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, before he was at PSG, he coached entirely in Germany. I think his entire senior career, he played in Germany too. I um, think he might have. But anyway, so I, I an think interesting that thing to pay attention to personnel wise. I mean, I think you've got a lot of guys in that locker room who have either worked with him before or are German. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, there's, there's something to be said for that. Real quick, um, US men's national team watch. Um, yeah, because we, we have so many players the, in other leagues uh, now, we can do that. Since the start of the year, 2021, Schalke has played terrible. Uh, terrible. Well, Schalke's bad, but um, they That's won true. their first game in like a really long time, thanks to a hat trick from a 19 year old American. Oh, we love to see it. <laughs> So, um, Matthew Hopi, Hoppy, Hop, Hop. I've been Hopi, saying Hopi, but honestly, Hopi. I don't know. He's, and he has since scored a goal in, I believe, every game he's played in since. I'd he didn't score in the. He didn't score in the Bayern check. game that was this weekend. They played okay, Bayern but he, on Sunday. But he scored. But did he play? Oh yeah, he played the entire game almost. Okay, yeah. But they he just couldn't get in, him the ball. But he scored in um, he scored in the their after the game. Trick. He skated, scored in the game against Hoffenheim, which was the hat trick, and then he scored in their loss to Frankfurt, and then also in their loss to Köln as well. Yeah, and so he, he scored. Played... In, he scored five goals in three games, basically. The whole point being, he scored five goals in three games, and he's he's striker. <laughs> Yeah, we like a striker. We kind of need one of those. And I mean, he's not going to, um, speaking of Americans in Germany, he doesn't, I don't think he's ready to dethrone um, Josh Sargent just yet, who scored no, a banger yet. of a goal this weekend. It was beautiful. Um, but we need but, some depth. And I think that we he do need some depth at that. And he's definitely a good option there. Um, so exciting to see that. Also, of the of the U.S. men, um, Weston McKinney scored a nice goal this weekend. Had a fun Harry Potter celebration. We love the love, we love, 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 love the celebration. There have been funny memes about like actually putting the wand in his hand and like putting like the sorting hat on his head. And like yeah. he was having, yeah. he was like, "I'm a huge Harry Potter fan." I was like, "Weston McKinney, I, you're my favorite." <laughs> I love Weston McKinney. I, I really do too. <laughs> like, I just I think he's my new favorite. Yeah. Like I think he's taken the throne. Sorry, Christian. Oh. I don't I don't know if Christian there's too many of them now. You, like Pulisic used to be like the only one and now it's like Well yeah, so I'm like Christian Pulisic was my favorite because he was my only option. But now that I have options plethora of options. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, all right, I think Weston McKinney, <laughs> like <laughs> Anyway, I love him. He's great. Um, yes. 
last um, last thing to mention as far as men's um national team is uh Tyler Adams. Um, Tyler Adams scored his very first Bundesliga goal. So that was fun. Yeah. Everyone's playing um, well. Except yep, yep, Dortmund yep. as a whole, not like Except Dortmund. Dortmund as, a as, like, so as a team. Dortmund is like a hot stinking mess. I don't know what is going I will on. Say, I will put this out there that Giovanna was sick for two weeks and they lost two so, games. And then he came, he only like came in as a sub in like their last game. And honestly, so I, I have, I have a theory about this in the okay. sense that before Gio Reyna got sick, Holland wasn't all the way back from his injury. And then Holland got all the way back from his injury and Gio Reyna got sick. Yeah, there hasn't been a game with them both there. And so I think we'll have to see whether this um, goes better once the two of them are back on the field yeah. for 90 minutes together. But I have a I have a suspicion that they that may be a dynamic duo that they miss very much on the field. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I'll be interested to see what happens. So we'll see we'll see whether they can get it together a little bit. But um, it's disappointing because before the Holland injury and even for a game or two after it, it really looked like Dortmund was going to make a run at the top of the table. Um, Bayern yeah. had faltered a little bit. Um, it really looked like they were going to you know go on a bit of a, a run and mm-hmm. they didn't. Um, but they've taken a bit of a, a downturn, but hopefully they get it back together. I probably uh, have the capacity to, I think they have, because the too, they just, I don't know, somehow, have to you know, I'm taking a little bit of a mess. I'm taking enough. I'm taking enough L's over at the mess that is Barcelona right now. I was going to talk that, about that next. Yeah. Um, there's nothing good to say about Barcelona right now, except for Ricky. Um, and Frankie de Jong. Can I at least put Frankie yeah. de Jong in there? Because Frankie, he's been playing yeah. very well. Sorry. He has been playing very well. He scored a bunch of goals, which he, like, did not he do. Never he, scores, like, never he scores. Like, never scores. And now he's scoring a bunch. Um, but Ricky got his first goal for Barcelona, which was very cool. Very I fun. think that, honestly, uh, okay. him. I haven't watched that much, but him and de Jong together in the midfield, I like. I don't know who your third is. Maybe Pedri's your third. I don't know. I don't but I know. like that For, little bit of a thing going on there. I like have a really difficult time watching Barcelona these days. Such is life. They're they need to they need to fire their coach. Honestly, they're not even doing that badly now. They're like getting back up in the top of the table. I just like, oh, no, they're like winning they're games. Like, it's just they're like, so slug, I, like slugging through things. It feels so like so. Here's what I was saying actually um, the other day. Um, in their their game against whoever they played in La Liga against Ucan Elche or whoever it was. I don't um, remember, yeah. I was saying that I almost wish that they would just fall to complete pieces and just like stink so badly that yeah. Coleman would get fired you can, and you could just overhaul. But yeah. the problem is, and why that won't happen, is because despite the fact that they're tactically a mess, uh, like can't play as a team, really there the level of talent from the individual players is high enough that they win games regardless it's not cute it doesn't look good it's certainly not the pretty barcelona that we have you know expected over the last 10 years but they get it done like you when you've got players like frankie young and you know pedri and Gris, even griezmann and messi and and you've got Mark Andre Tristegan in the goal. Like the individual caliber of those players is enough to win, to squeak out games. Yeah. And so there has to be, and and part of the problem also is that there's 
like no upper management at Barcelona right now. There's such a, that of course compounds the problem even more, but Barcelona just is, it is what it is there right now. Like, well, I mean, although on the bright side, uh, Real Madrid's not looking too cute either. They're no, who'd they lose to? They lost to like a third somebody team bad. or something. Was- somebody I've never heard of. All right. Um, so do we want to talk at all? I, I was going to be like, this weekend's games, there's games tomorrow. Uh, Tottenham, Liverpool. Oh, I was going to say Chelsea Wolves. I hadn't even gotten there yet. <laughs> Tottenham, Liverpool. Okay. Um, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Tottenham, Liverpool. I have to root for Liverpool. Yeah, but I'm an Arsenal fan. I know, I know, so I know, I know. I don't really, I, I'm like, the solution is just not to watch the game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I will watch it. I won't like it, but I will watch it. Um, Liverpool, though, needs to win that game. That oh, 100%. Game. What's the Because I'm looking one? at the, I'm looking at the table right now. Thank you. So with maximum amount of, games played is 19 there's a number of teams that still have games in hand but um with 19 matches played you've got top of the table is man U. um city is sitting in second they have a game in hand and are two points behind man U. so um lester is at with this... lester oh shit yeah but lester does not oh, have right. a game in hand so sorry, sorry. lester yeah, and then Liverpool also doesn't have a game in hand. Liverpool are sitting six points behind Man U at the top of the table right now. Um, and they have to play Since, Tottenham. Wait, when, did, when did Man U get all those points? <laughs> they went on a bit of a rampage. Although I didn't I will, they were that far ahead of everyone, I guess. The only one who has five wins in their last five is Man City. Interesting. Anyway, so back to the point. Tottenham Liverpool is actually a big game because Tottenham Liverpool is a very big game because whoever wins that game is in the top four. Yeah. Basically, if Tottenham wins, they will hop Liverpool and they will hop Liverpool with a game in hand. Um, because Tottenham also has only played 18 games. So Liverpool is in a very precarious position. Liverpool have not won any of their last five games in league and they've also lost an FA cup game in that time. Mm-hmm. So Liverpool are, are it'll be not fun. in great form right now. They really need a win. So I'd expect Liverpool and Klopp and their whole thing to come out firing, but you know, Mourinho and you know, Tottenham uh, <laughs> and they will hunger down and pack it in. Yeah. So it'll actually be I, really fun to see what happens. I will I will be very interested to see how Klopp and his forwards um, handle the pack in from Mourinho and Tottenham. Because Who did Tottenham play think, earlier in the season where we talked about this? Maybe Chelsea and Tottenham did a good job at I don't remember yeah. who it was. But yeah. they did I, I was surprised by I mean that's Mourinho's whole Mourinho's that's whole shtick is counterattack pack it in and I don't know if Liverpool has the mentality right now to be able to handle that and to be able to be patient enough to break it down um which we all know can be done you can break down a Tottenham side you can break down a Mourinho side you just have to be patient enough or you have to be healthy and creative enough but I mean honestly at this point 
I mean, you're not going to break down Tottenham and or any Mourinho team without patience unless you're Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> Yeah. And City will not have Kevin. City's going to have the same problem when they play Tottenham in a couple of weeks because you have to be able to be patient and wait for your moment. And you have to be okay with having the ball. And I mean, I think we've talked about this before and that Liverpool is a team that likes to counterattack, but they are comfortable with the ball. Yes. So it'll be it'll be an interesting one, um, given yeah. particularly given both teams have not had all that great of a recent form. They've both struggled a bit. Um Tottenham have only won two of their last five. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, but we're going to watch those midweek games. We're going to watch the weekend games. Oh, one final shout out. And by shout out, I mean, anti- highly antici- the highly anticipated debut for the U.S. Women's National Team. Oh, Helena yes. Macario. Thank you for remembering this. Um, the U.S. Women's National Team played uh Columbia twice they scored six goals in both games I think it was not it wasn't I barely watched one of them I barely there was not that much to see uh the the Mewis sisters went on a rampage in the first one um yeah it was it wasn't a whole lot to see the the notable the notable things the reason to watch was Katarina Macario um she is I she's the real deal I think she's the real deal yeah, I only watched maybe she's, 20 minutes of one of the games and you could tell that she was. She's legit. She's She's got that it thing, that it factor. I'm yeah. really, really excited to see her moving forward. And, and I think she's going to work. I think we're going to be seeing her for a long time. She's what, 21? Yeah, I think so. I think. Anyway, so that's exciting. And she just, she just signed with uh, Leon. Good choice. Go to Good Europe. Good choice indeed. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go join the five time straight. Yeah, some insane record Champions of League Champions Women's League Champions League wins. Uh, they are on, Leon is pretty much unquestionably the best women's team in Europe. Um, actually, I don't think there's any pretty much about it. Like everyone knows they are. Leon is the best women's they team are. in Europe. It's, yeah. Um, I think that there's I, teams that are reaching them, but I don't yeah, think Yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely has, is going to be some challengers in the next couple of years, but at this point, and so I think that that alone, the fact that she was offered a contract with them alone is a big, uh, is a big tell of how, how legit she is. Yeah. Um, but I was pleased to see her get her first goal and um, I'm excited to see her moving forward. Yep, I agree. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.